live from Iowa. Live from Iowa. Here are your hosts, Dale, Nick, and LD. Yo, what is up? This is Live from Iowa. We're the only podcast that's not recorded live and the only podcast from Iowa that matters and possibly the only podcast from Iowa. I am Dale. We're going to be chatting with uh, Fitch from Beeksy Franklin. Fitch, he's the head of marketing. We'll be chatting with him later on uh, Beeksy's 2.0 launch, relaunch. That's coming out soon, probably this week. It's... uh, February 26th, the day we're recording. Uh, so as always, joined with my co-host, Nick. Shaken. Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's going. I'm excited about Fitchy. Yeah, he's he's great. He's a good dude. We're going to, you and I got a little bone to pick, but we're going to introduce our producer, LD, first before we get this bone to pick. So LD, Perfect. what's good? What's up, man? It's good to be here. Episode two. Episode nice. two. Yeah, we made it. So um, number two. So yeah, like like LD said, this is episode two. However, it's the first episode of Live from Iowa. We had uh, Zelcor in the first one was kind of, I guess, testing this out. Wasn't techy enough for him. Uh, I'm not super techy, and I don't think LD and, and Nick claim to be either. So uh, we decided to part ways. Not a big deal. We still have tons of respect for each other. Um, they're going to do their thing and we're going to keep doing our thing and hopefully you enjoyed and hopefully we wish them the best. Yeah. I wish them yeah, the best. For sure. Um, so we, we picked a new name live from Iowa. How did we pick that name? Quite frankly, you're not going to find a better place than Iowa. It's just human nature. Everything comes from Iowa. Everything that's great is probably made in Iowa. So that's what we got. So let's let's talk this bone to pick here, Nick. Oh, little okay. bone to pick. Yeah, you, that's great. You said earlier when we were discussing the show notes okay. that I'm grumpy and I'm probably the most grumpy person on crypto Twitter. I didn't say that. Of course, you would blow this out of proportion. So uh, I yeah. I didn't say that at all. LD, that, was, that was rude. <laughs> no, li- Very wait. Rude. Whoa. Okay, time out. Remember what we we also discussed that we're not going to team up. I'm, LD I'm is Switzerland, Switzerland after I it. reminded him of what that meant. <laughs> Neutral, right? So I didn't. I just said that you reminded me of Grumpy Cat. You, I didn't say you were grumpy. Oh, no? okay. So maybe I did take that the wrong way. Yeah, but I definitely don't think I'm Grumpy Cat. But interesting. Very interesting. Am I right, LD? And I wouldn't characterize you as grumpy. No. Thank you. I think that's inaccurate. Inaccurate, inaccurate characterization. You know what is grumpy? What's grumpy? Th- these crypto markets. Mm. So yeah, let's head into our crypto true. update. 
This is brought to you by LuxCore. LuxCore is empowering people by developing products like LuxGate, a trustless peer-to-peer decentralized exchange. Find out more info at LuxCore.io. So we pulled the top five weekly winners and losers. Uh, just for the record, we pulled this at 11 a.m. on February 26th. So things could have changed by now. But if not, if so, sue us. Uh, Nick, winners or losers, what are we starting with? Let's uh, let's hear the losers. Okay, so in fifth place, Decentraland, that's Mon- Mana, M-A-N-A's is tickers down 40.98%. Very coin. Isn't what? that the one with like the world? You like make a little like cartoon version of yourself or something? You oh, buy pieces, you buy, people... you buy plots of land or something. I yeah. Think. Oh. I, like I feel like that's been on our losers before. Well, it congrats to loser. you, Decentraland. <laughs> you are twice. the two time loser. And we have two, we have only had two episodes. <laughs> so you're killing it. Doing work, doing work. All right, fourth <laughs> place, Hedera Hashgraph H bar. And they're down 41.18%. Yikes. Loom Network in third at uh, the tickler. There's Loom at 46.17. I think, LD, you've had a bag of this, as have I. I still have a bag. Oh, don't worry. I will top that here in a second. (laughs) Thunder Token. It's tickler's TT at 47.5. Not to be confused with tremendous Sir TT. Um, And then the top loser of the week, one of my largest bags, Enigma down fifty two point four six percent. It's got a fifteen point eight million market cap, seventy four million supply. It is a crypto platform that's trying to solve the problem of privacy on the blockchain by giving access to data storage and privacy while remaining scalable. So the big issue with them, uh, the SEC came out and said that uh, they are a security. They announced mm. this Wednesday of last week, I believe. Um, they they have to refund harmed investors using a claim process obviously and then they have to register the tokens with the sec file reports and they have got penalized the five hundred thousand dollar fine basically from their ico back in 2017 they didn't qualify for exemption under the security registration requirements so that's the big reason that they're down um what a mess naturally i bought some more the tuesday before that was announced so that's always that's that's just key it's don't ever do what i do basically <laughs> All right, winners, uh, Numer NMR up 34.96%. Uh, Dragon Coins, not to be confused with Dragon Chain, DRG is up 39.8. BHEX Token BHT is up 107.95. What the hell is that? Okay. Bora <laughs> is up 286. Shit yeah, shit coins, man. 286.4%. And then Xeon. That's up 340.93%. 15 million market cap, 25 billion with a B supply. That is a decentralized platform for financial services. And this is a quote, they aim to offer instant access to cash without selling. So basically they're like a lending platform. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Just going to do some check-ins here. Bitcoin's at, as of this morning, at 8,874, down 12.15% on the week. Ethereum, $221, down 20.36%. Nick's biggest bag, Ripple, is down, is at 23 (laughs) cents, down 22.505%. And then uh, Bitcoin Cash is 307, down 24.88%. So that's what I have some losers. 
Yeah, a bunch of, you know, markets taking a hit. I mean, realistically, everyone should have been expecting some sort of pullback because sure. we've been having a good te- good uh, pump there for a while. Yeah. Like this is where I would want to This is where I would want to ask about Tezos cuz I've seen people post stuff by, by the dip, Nick. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> by the dip. Okay. Um, Financial advice. Yeah. Uh, this is not though, right? Are we going to no. throw that? Of course we're going to throw that out that this is not financial this advice. This is not financial advice. It's not. Uh, so we got anything in the mailbag? For anyone wondering, yeah. we have the mailbag out there. LD, producer LD, what's the, uh, what's the address again? Address is mailbag at livefromiowa.com. So shoot us a question. We aren't going to tell who asked the question. We aren't going to dox you. You can ask anything that you want us to answer. So I think we have one this week, Nick. We do. Mm, here is this week's mailbag. Bad actors are rampant in the cryptosphere. How is the community going to steer people away from these scams slash scammers so that the new money is better put to use in the market? So I'll take that LD if you don't mind. Go for it. So in my opinion, there's always going to be scammers and there's always going to be um, scams. You know, look at the the financial market now. There's always people calling uh, in the town that I live in. Now there's a big scam going around of people calling elderly saying that their their grandchildren are in jail and they need to wire money now to get to, so they can post bail so you know there's always going to be scams my advice would be you know if you're looking into something and it feels too good to be true it's going to be too good to be true you know there's nothing out there that's going to make you millions in in a couple of days you know granted uh stuff's not pumping off the walls but realistically there's nothing that's going to, you know, this get rich quick. I I think I said it on Crypto Street once. The the minute you stop trying to get rich quick, or I don't remember, damn it. Anyways, it was a really good quote, believe me. <laughs> I love that. So probably something along the lines of once you stop caring so much about it, it'll start happening for you. Yeah, basically it's like once you stop trying to get rich quick you will quickly start getting rich or something like that but that's yeah, so, like looking that's life in general it really like is. if you're not looking for Pretty it much. it finds you right what's right. meant to be right. find you whatever something like that yeah i uh so that's what i think you know i think you just have to the the bigger this industry becomes the more scammers there's going to be so you just have to trust your gut and realize you know like the biggest one here in 17 bull run was the ethereum scammers saying send me five ethereum and i'll turn around and send you 10 and people really fell for that like come on you know use some uh common sense goes a long ways so that's my answer that's the mailbag perfect what do we got next in real life news mm-hmm. let's hear it with me with nick with oh this nick. is brought to you by purse.io check out purse.io um, name your discount on goods and services only pay with crypto you can buy now for five percent check them out purse.io go ahead cool so just a couple things couple stories that i found this week that i thought were pretty funny um or interesting to say the least there was a 61 year old pennsylvanian woman um seeking liver transplant 
and they gave her a urine test and they discovered the presence of alcohol. So they insisted that this woman go to rehab and she kept saying, you know, I don't have a drinking problem. I haven't had any alcohol. It turns out, I don't know if um, any of our CT doctors are familiar with this, but there is a urinary autobrewery syndrome. It is a real thing in your bladder. It causes your bladder to make alcohol. So this Drink poor up. woman, yeah, like you could be brewing. <laughs> make jokes. You know, I, I actually, this is going to sound really bad and I'm going to catch a lot of shit for this. I actually saw this on Grey's Anatomy once. Are you freaking serious? Yep. Okay, if this f- was after the musical episode, episode you're out because no one should have watched any further after that i mean uh, it was really bad okay i've seen an episode of that one thankfully you're missing out buddy i don't think so <laughs> what else you got nick we've got um i don't know if any of y'all watch snl i love snl um boomer <laughs> boomer soul boomer soul Pete Davidson, he's kind of a little bit of a douche, but um, I guess he's been whining and saying that they don't like him on the show and that he should have left like last season um, because they mock him and tease him. And isn't that like the basis of the show? Yeah. Don't they do that to everybody anyways? I'm pretty sure I just watched him on the episode with RuPaul. They made him into a woman. Right? Pussy. And then there was like, I have to do this last one. One more. There was this man in Kentucky. Um, he was awarded $150,000 over vanity plates. Um, apparently, he had been reported a whole bunch. His plates read, I'm God. Um, and he actually won uh, because it's a matter of free speech. But he's, he's an atheist. And he said something, I wish I could pull it up, and I'm not even going to try because I started drinking when we started this, and now I feel it. But it was funny. His wife basically thinks he's handsome, and, like, Jesus said somewhere that, like, if you're handsome, you know, a god is handsome, something like that. So, back up. I'm, a, again, just a big dumb hick from Iowa. What's a vanity plate? Oh, Dale. It's a license plate with like fancy words and stuff, you know, like when you would type boobs into the calculator in school. Oh, so he, he wanted his license plate to say, I'm God. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's... Smart ass old man for real. And he, he won 150 million for this. 150,000. Oh, okay. Still. That's enough though, There's right? There's like th- three too many zeros on that. Exactly. Exactly. That's the news. That just blows my mind. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Do you have an update on the coronavirus? Uh, I'm like, there's no masks, okay? My client's not getting any until August, so I can't get them from her. Um, people are kind of freaking out. I want to like tell people to stop trying to spread fear, but I don't, I don't know if it, like, I don't know how serious to take it. Honestly, because are, are you scared? I mean, sometimes. Like on a, on a scale of one to ten, how scared are you? I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm like, I go between four and six. Can I teeter totter to the five? Yeah, that's not too bad. I'm like, is it serious? Is it not serious? I don't know. My opinion is unchanged. Yeah, I'm not scared. It, on a scale, you're of not scared one, either, Dale. 
On the scale of one to five screams, I'm a one. <laughs> oh, if it's one to five, I did one to ten. One to five. Oh, if it, on a scale of one to like ten a, screams, I'm a still a one. I mean, like a one. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, point taken. <laughs> we got it. Uh-huh. If you guys aren't scared, I'm not scared. Yeah, there you we go. gotcha. Okay. You're it's under a ring. Right. Yeah, right. perfect. All right. LD, I think you got a product review for us. So we're gonna do it. We're gonna throw out throughout the life of Live Iowa from Iowa. We're gonna throw out different segments, and one of them is a product review or like a basically yeah, a product review. review or movie yeah. review. So LD's yeah. got the product review this week. What do you got for us? Yeah. So there's this project called Note Blockchain that um, Fomobi Dick on Twitter told us about. And uh, the founder's name is Ethan Shin. He's a super nice guy. I don't know where he's located uh, in the world, but we were chatting via DMs on Twitter uh, in the middle of the night last night about this review. Um, so he's the founder, lead developer of this project called Note, and it's trying to be a competitor of things like Twitter. So I signed up and I uh, was really surprised by how much I liked it right off the bat. I went into it thinking, you know, this is going to be another mediocre project um, that doesn't really focus on the UI and doesn't care about uh, my user experience. But um, on the contrary, it was really well done, easy to use. It functions a lot like Twitter. You have a t- timeline. You can post your thoughts. You can post photos. Um, one of the big problems that I did have with it was finding people. So mm-hmm. Nick, you and Dale both signed up, um, but I had no way to search for you. Um, the only way you can find people that you know and that you want to follow is if they post something to their timeline and then you see it and uh, choose to follow them. And I asked Ethan about this and um, he's aware, you know, uh, it's one of those functions that he does plan to, um, to add in time and uh, it'll work more like Twitter down the road in that regard. Um, Let's see, other than it being that, sort of social media platform. It's also a wallet, cryptocurrency wallet, and uh, the the native currency within the app is called Notes. And um, you can send them in various ways. One of the ways you can do it uh, in the social media aspect is uh, you can tip uh, someone's post. So if you like what someone says or a photo that they they send out, you can send them some notes via a, a tip. And I've only been on there a few days. And I've uh, sent two different uh, messages and I've got maybe 12,000 notes and Dale probably has, I don't know, a hundred thousand, 200,000. And yeah. And he's probably said nothing at all. Just his presence. Uh, the notes no. just keep coming in. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I don't know how many people remember um, it, invest feed. That was out a couple. Yeah, of- I yeah, did, yeah, I yeah. I couldn't remember the name, but that's what I was expecting the experience to be. Yeah, doing. I was. I was just going to say that um, my my experience has been that uh, Note is a lot better than InvestFeed, and the thing that really that I liked about it, and Fomobi sent me how he got me onto it, was he sent me like this coupon looking thing that said there's two mm-hmm. QR codes. One said scan to download the app, and the other said scan to receive coins that he had sent me and or tokens. So, I mean, it was that easy. Scan once, download the app, scan twice, get the things in my wallet. And like LD said, you know, I 
I tweeted or not tweeted. I commented on it that, um, you know, we were going to do this product review and what would people want us to say or see or, you know, and I just got 13,000 tips from just doing <laughs> nice. that. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I know looked and looking at their GitHub, they've been pretty busy during the, the bear run here in the last couple of years. So, uh, excited for them to, you know, maybe get some backing and some funding and take that to the next level. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ethan is very passionate about it and he's handling most of the dev work on his own from what it sounds like. He does have some contractors in China who help him. Um, but it's very much a, uh, a project that that is near and dear to his heart. He's put a lot of his own money into it Good. and uh, I wish him the best and I'm going to continue to use it. I created um, another anonymous name over there and it shows what a boomer I am. My name is Bert, totally. Bert Convy. He's a game show host from the late seventies, early eighties. You can Total follow boomer. me. Yeah. You can follow me at that name if you're interested. Um, and if not, then okay. Then you're lost. That's, that's cool. <laughs> All right. Um, so on a scale of one to five uh, tokens, what would you give it? Mm. I give it four tokens. Four tokens. Wow. Yeah. 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 I think it's pretty great. Like, uh, I don't feel like I'm easily impressed by software. Uh-huh. Um, and this this was really cool and I was really excited about it. And I think he's, he's got a real knack for, uh, considering the user experience. And that's a thing that a lot of projects don't consider. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Four out of five, uh, tokens for that. We are joined with Franklin Fitch head of, Hey guys, what's up? Head of marketing at Beeksy. Uh, they're just relaunched Beeksy 2.0. It's going out here soon, we believe. Uh, he's Franklin's been in the cryptocurrency space for about three years. He co-founded CryptoFam and has consulted for different crypto projects throughout those three years. Before this, he was a consultant for a global market research firm and studied consumer and organizational, oh, wow, organizational <laughs> psychology <laughs> at USC. We'll, uh, we'll dive into that here a little bit. So what's up, Fitch? How you doing? Hey guys, uh, doing pretty well. It's been a long couple of weeks, but pretty good. Um, that's great. I know, uh, tell us what's going on at Beeksy. I know, you, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you guys are relaunching. Um, it's going to be Beeksy 2.0. So let's hear a little bit about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you guys might've seen my little tweet storm the other day. Um, mm -hmm. I tried to kind of tee up like what this was really about and the fact that this is more than a product relaunch, a lot more than that. Um, obviously we, we were kind of a known factor in the space, uh, whenever we, uh, we originally went to launch, which was about June of last year. And, um, you know, we had a lot of hype and a lot of anticipation going into that and a lot of expectations. And frankly, I don't think we really met them. Um, that was kind of the crux of it is like for one reason or another, and many reasons, in fact, we didn't really live up to the expectations at that time. I think part of it was we did a poor job of managing the expectations themselves, the other part of it was we didn't really deliver in certain regards. So, you know, long and short of it is we came to uh, kind of a, a pretty abrupt head with that. And uh, some kind of tough decisions had to be made for, you know, the sake of the company, uh, which included, you know, some people leaving the company, 
-hmm. some people, you know, uh, coming into the company. Uh, a lot of different changes to the organizational structure uh, of the company, other kind of things related to its actual, you know, uh, incorporation and things like that. And then we we kind of just rebuilt everything. I mean, we we literally rebuilt the entire platform from the ground up, uh, new back end, new front end, completely new user experience design, uh, new brand. The, about the only thing we didn't change is the name and a handful of people. And so, uh, you know, the reasons for that were many, but uh, we, we essentially just needed to kind of reinvent ourselves and that's what we're doing. So you mentioned the name here. I know, you know, when you guys first uh, were, were coming to light, many people weren't sure how to say it. <laughs> yeah, I still get that. And that's a funny thing because like, you know, there's some, uh, there's some, like good things about being able to say the name, but there's also just a lot of good things about being curious about the name too. Yeah. Yeah. And it we definitely drums up some curiosity and it, it is called mm, Beeksy, right? It is Beeksy. Yeah. Um, I always spell it like phonetically like B E A K dash C like for people that mm -hmm. don't, you know, uh, don't implicitly get it right. Which, which sure. is enough people. Uh, and you know, when it, we went into this 2.0 launch, like part of this whole reinvention of ourselves was, should we change the name? You know, that came up a lot. Oh, I bet. And um, we had some, like, really serious consideration of it. I mean, it was not something we just tossed out and said, no, we're not going to. We, I mean, it was uh, – we really strongly considered it. A few reasons that we didn't. One, you know, we, we realized that what was developing here was a comeback story. Mm -hmm. um, and we didn't want to kind of throw away that last vestige of what continues on to this day, right, which is the name. You know, there's something core – to this that was good the whole time, you know, and, and right. it was kind of the, the intentions of many of the team members. Uh, it was the effort that we gave. It was the lots and lots of hard work that we put into it. And we just didn't quite get it right. I mean, then that happens in, a lot in business. In fact, a lot of people brought up the fact that this is a hard industry to work in. Uh, and, you know, we'll probably end up touching on a little bit more of that later, like why, mm -hmm. and it is. Um, but anyway, to, to that point, like we just, that was the one thing we weren't, willing to give up and then you know it had a lot of kind of uh, recognition in the community for better or worse uh which i think at, at the end of the day like it, it balances itself out um we would rather be known and, and reinvent ourselves than you know come out with a brand new name and uh you know try and essentially build something entirely new without having that continuity from you know the story of what it was in the past um and then there was other practical factors like the SEO value. I don't know if all the listeners will know what SEO is. It's search engine optimization. So it's basically like, how do you index in Google search? Um, mm -hmm. And that had, you know, we had, that name had gotten out in a lot of different places and yeah, index, sure. index on different sites. And right. So it has some value there too. So what does it mean? Well, that's a good question. It doesn't really, <laughs> how did you, or how did you guys come up with it? Is there a yeah, story right. behind it? Um, yeah, so essentially, uh, you know, our original founders were kind of thinking of, like, what would be a good name for an exchange. Uh -huh. There was some basic factors that we felt like, you know, needed to be met. Um, so it was like, start with a B, right? We just thought that was like, something that made a lot of sense. Um, five letters, you know, because finding like three letter domains is essentially impossible. Um, any good ones, that is. And yeah. so... It just came down to like a, uh, some basic like phonetic requirements, uh, the fact that they needed to start with a B, and then 
random domain search at that time. But I think the fun thing of that is like we we essentially gave it meaning. And that was the that was the part that we all took pride in was, you know, giving that word meaning and, and building something out of it. Um, it's a lot of words for, you know, different companies that that didn't have any meaning um, before they gave it to them, you know, by building a company and building a community and building a brand. And I think that's what we we always wanted to do. Now, again, we wasn't always the right meaning, but I think that's essentially what the part of keeping it was like, let's give it the right meaning, you know? Yeah. And, you know, to me, it's kind of cool that, uh, that you guys are able to basically, and I could be wrong here. I'm when it comes, this is more LD's, uh, territory when it comes to like, you know, language arts and stuff like that. So I don't even know if Beaksy is a real word or, you know, if there's a meaning out there, but it's kind of cool when you can basically create your own word and, you know, build up excitement around it. And it's what people know, know you as, you know? Yeah. I'm, I actually passed the LD on that one. Like, what are your thoughts just on that concept? Well, Dale actually asked my question from our, uh, from our script about your name. Like I've always been curious how you pronounce it and, mm-hmm. and what it means. And it's interesting to hear you explain it. And uh, I think it's really cool uh, to begin with, um, you know, insisting that it start with a letter B uh, beginning of the alphabet and uh, five characters, short name. And then you get into, uh, you probably started searching uh, domain names, looking for something that, that made sense to begin with and couldn't find it because it's difficult at this point to find uh, domain names that aren't already taken and, and used. And then uh, you just created your own word and, and you're defining it for yourselves, uh, giving it the meaning. And I think that's really cool. And it's not really the, the answer I expected from you, to be honest. And I dig it. Nice work. Well, pr- appreciate it, bro. That, that means a lot. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was pretty much exactly as you described it. I mean, you just, you, you read back the, you read back the answer to me in, in more detail. That was, that was <laughs> I it. And know. I mean, I think it's cool to just impart meaning to something that, that to me is the, the part that was, that's like the main uh, yeah. takeaway. This yeah. really has me thinking that I want to create my own language. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, that's a jump. Like, but a good jump in a way, right? Like, I mean, where are we going here? Let's, let's how go. awesome would that be if you're talking to someone and you're just <laughs> rambling and they have no idea what you're saying and you're just making fun of them? There's some cool um, YouTube videos I'd point you to where it's like, uh, you know, people who are polyglots and they'll, they'll just go around and they'll be like un, unsuspecting kind of people, like a white guy, you know, talking, uh, you know, in various Chinese dialects, uh, really obscure, like uh, Fujianese, right, is like this obscure Chinese dialect. Yeah. Um, there's also, also this video of this kind of taller, more athletic black guy who goes and ha- speaks fluent Mandarin and other Chinese dialects. And he'll just go into these, uh, native, you know, places and speak like fluently and people are like, what, you know, <laughs> it's a very similar vibe to what you're talking about. That's cool. Um, all right. So tell us what's new, what's different with BXC 2.0 versus BXC original launch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question. I mean, uh, a lot, right? So, you know, the point I was kind of making earlier was this is not just a plant, a platform relaunch. This is essentially a complete reinvention of the way that we are doing business. I think in the past we were, you know, one of the main things that we did wrong was, was, uh, talk too much and, and not deliver. And I think you guys probably noticed because the, the crypto community seemed to notice that we hadn't really been talking or, or doing anything, uh, publicly for quite some time. 
I mean, we had kept our communities kind of the fire alive there, um, but we didn't go out there and try and, you know, make, make too many waves in the broader community because we just wanted to work in silence, right? Like we just wanted to build something and be like, all right, guys, it's different this time. So there's the broader, like everything has changed point. But as far as specific things with the platform, you know, you, you have literally a brand new backend set of technology that's been used for um, quite some time in financial markets. If I remember correctly, it's, it's uh, like 15 years. This technology has been used in global financial markets as a backend. Um, you, so that's a, that's a huge deal. And one of the things I pointed out in my tweet thread was that we had put a lot of emphasis on advanced features and I'll just, for anyone who's listening, like, and who's trying to launch a software product, focus on the basics. You need to launch with something that works. That's the end all be all of it, right? You need to launch with something that's not overly cumbersome, not too advanced, doesn't bite off more than it can chew. And that's where this idea of an MVP, a minimum viable product comes in. And we essentially like neglected that with 1.0 launch. That was one of the main errors that we have, uh, you know, when we look back is no clear MVP. So essentially the scope of what 1.0 was uh, going to be at launch kept expanding, you know? I mean, we launched with what, like 12, 13 order types? <laughs> I think we launched with more order types than any exchange ever had in crypto. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. True. So, so that on paper sounds really cool. It, practically speaking, it's not a good idea at all. In fact, it's a really, really bad idea. Um, and hopefully I've done a decent job of explaining why it's just way too much complication. You know, you don't have a clear directive of what the product you're launching with is and you expose yourself to more error and risk. So, you know, we're, we're launching with a product that's fundamentally, you know, more stable in that regard. Um, has really, really excellent, you know, pedigree proven backend technology. We also, I think, neglected with 1.0 the user experience. Like we didn't, that was a, a consistent issue, was that in favor of this big, big guns, advanced technology, we, we hadn't really considered how the user is going to interface with all that. We favored more complication rather than ease of use. Mm -hmm. We favored more features and tools and bells and whistles rather than the basics. So that's like, that's, we're doing the opposite of what we did before in that regard. We're, we're really focusing on the user experience. So I think that people will find when they navigate the platform that it's easy to use, you know, really easy to use. Did you guys ever um, toss around the idea of just, you know, shelving it all together? Absolutely. Absolutely. We did. I mean, we got to a point that it was, it was tough, you know, yeah. some, some hard decisions had to be made. I mean, think about that, that, you get to a point where, you know, to get the new kind of backing and support that we got that's allowing us to reach the scale that we're at now, some really hard decisions had to be made, right? Everyone who I worked with at that company in prior was my friend, and we had to let go a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, t just to even sum it up, how many, dif you know, different difficult decisions had to be made, it would be too much for this interview. Um, but that's just what business is, man. Like you just, when push comes to shove and you either push or you, you know, and you get through it or you, you close the doors. And so, yeah, I mean, if I'm being perfectly candid, like we, we did have to have those discussions. Like, can we keep going? Should we keep going? Right. Um, do we have the means to keep going? <laughs> All those mm -hmm. things we did ask ourselves. Yeah. 
So Fetch, let me interject here and ask you then what it is like working crypto full time. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Uh, this is without a doubt, I think the the most interesting industry globally, right? Like, can you actually imagine a more interesting industry to work in? What would that be? You know, it, it's so interesting comes with its ups and comes with its downs. Um, I think what interesting means is, is that something's not normal, right? Because normal has um, a connotation of stability. Uh, interesting has a connotation of a lack of stability inherently because it, it moves from the norm, right? That's what it is. And so by being a very interesting industry to work with, there are, there are distinct peaks and there are distinct valleys. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, just thinking about the freedom of working in this industry is one of the positives that I, I want to talk about because that's pretty incredible. Um, our work environment, although quite strenuous and I would say more or less constant, I always joke that with people that I'm like on call, you know, mm -hmm. like I'll work, I'll work my kind of nine to five hours. And then I'm essentially like always doing something throughout the entire day related to crypto. I'm either on calls, uh, literally I'm, you know, in the chat rooms kind of working up that, that community culture and that energy. Uh, I'm networking with, with other people at, you know, after work events, Chicago has got a super robust crypto and fintech scene, as many of you know, uh, who are listening to this. And so that's great to go mingle and, and, you know, build the brand that way. Or it's just like late at night and I'm chilling and I need to have my phone on because something could happen at any given time, right? Some issue that, that leadership need, needs to deal with. So that element of it is challenging, but I, I would imagine that almost every person that works in crypto knows what I'm talking about. Um, then there's the actual like industry itself is bizarre, right? The, the, you know, the, the people who are in crypto Twitter, uh, you know, there's so many funny characters, right? There's yeah. some, there's some inherent savagery to it. Um, funny and dumb. Well, there's some stupid people, but there's some geniuses on there too. Oh, you know, I <laughs> you always know? tell people I've met some of the smartest people in this space in like, yeah. not, I've met some of the smartest people overall in this space and I've met some of the absolute dumbest people overall in this space. I would have to agree with, with that assessment. So, yeah, I mean, but, you know, just to round off my previous point, like the freedom of it is the most pervasive quality. Like it's, it's pretty incredible to have the flexibility to work in an industry like this where, you know, although people are posturing in this coin versus that coin, it still has just this inherent freedom-like feeling when you work in it that is unlike anything I've ever experienced. So that to me is the best part. The difficulties come in the form of the, the occasional idiot, you know, the trolls, uh, people wanna, you know, jump on uh, what they perceive to be a loser. There's mm -hmm. a lot of that, um, bagging on, you know, whatever you wanna call it. Yeah. Uh, th those things can be negative. There's some toxic qualities, but like there is that overarching feeling of freedom that weighs them out every time. Fetchy, who's your favorite? On, on CT? Yeah. <sighs> that's tough i mean i've always dale. said it was well dale you're, <laughs> dale, dale you're up there buddy you're up there i think the three of us need to be um you're all you're all i mean ld i'll apologize to you i don't even on my personal account i wasn't following you until recently um sad welcome I, I have a oh number of different accounts that that that, that were following you so um nice yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know you were part of uh crypto Fam. And I know that I interacted with uh, probably you uh, through CryptoFam. Well, so if it was recently, no. Um, no, it's I, been a I while. Really, 
Okay, yeah. Then in the past, it, it, it could have been me very well. Right. Um, I was the found like the primary founder of that group. Yeah. But then, you know, I wasn't the, the brains behind like a lot of the, you know, analysis and charting and stuff. That's my, my good friend, Brad, uh, who's very, very gifted at that. Um, but we had a great group that we formed that, that did that. But no, it's, I digress. Uh, I, I always said it was Stardust. Um, whenever I've been asked that question, I, he's just so deep in his own world that it's like, it's just so cool to like get a little glimpse of it, you know? Um, I get the feeling that dude's probably a genius just because of the, the deep, like mimetic nature of what he's kind of pulled dozens of people into and the charting, when you actually look at his charting and his analysis, it's, it's spot on. Right. Yeah. Um, he knows more than everybody else. It seems like, uh, you know, there's some others, right. That I tend to consistently enjoy recently. I've been having fun with, with Callie's tweets. Uh, Callie, <laughs> Callie, Callie, I feel like I would, I would be really oh, like, actually good friends with Callie probably. He's a good um, dude. I've met him in real life. Yeah, like I feel like he and I have probably very, very similar views of the world. Um, so yeah, Fitch, then, then, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. And I, I've told Callie this plenty of times. He he's like my little brother. But do you think cheese on pizza is bad or good? What? I think cheese on pizza is bad or good. I mean, I think it's good. Okay. Uh, then you're I not like know. you're not like Callie. That's he right. thinks that's bad. I don't understand that. He thinks he thinks there's uh, a such thing as too much cheese. I think was the take. Oh right. Well, I would have to kind of agree with that. Like because oh, okay, let's there, there's right now. you can so choke. You, you can choke. Too, you too well, that's so. But no, Nick, 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 the other right there. That's what, that's that's what I'm, that's exactly what I'm talking about. There, there's a, the case Dangerous. where it's kind of not separating really normally, and mm-hmm. it get it's like really obnoxious to eat. Like when yeah. you get to that point, it's like, okay, come on. You know, there's, there's more ingredients on a pizza than cheese. Right. So you don't want to chew. Respect. You want to inhale. Yeah. Right. I can't get on board with this. <laughs> can't, can't, can't do it. <laughs> Guys, I, I, like pre- I prefer some cheese on the pizza. That's I'm, I'm not saying you don't. Yeah. Okay. Fitch, Fitch, real, real quick here. We, we now have Starburst or Starburst, whatever that guy's name is. As <laughs> your, as your, uh, all time, all time favorite, but, but probably <laughs> between the three of us here, Nick, LD, Dale, who's your favorite? Oh, it's Dale. It's not even close. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. You got that was it. Was that a serious question? Come no, on. we all know it's Dale. I mean, yeah, that a we drank beers. You think I'm, you think I'm gonna right? We've drank beers. I, we were hanging out in New York at uh, Consensus and in um, Chicago. You think it's I'm gonna give some like corny, corny answer? They're like, no, nah, it's Dale. No way. Well, I, yeah, be like, I like you all morning. the same. <laughs> that was that was too much. That was, yeah, no, I. But yeah, sorry guys, that's just that's just what I asked to be. Whatever. Everybody's afraid of Dale. Don't hate Nick. Come on. I mean, Dale. Dale's easily my favorite too. I just uh, wanted to say that. Sorry, oh, <laughs> my God. That's savage. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> that's great. That's great. It's okay. All right. Fitch, virtual quick, hugs, Nick. Virtual we'll, hugs. We'll let you uh, get going here soon, but let's just touch base a little bit on, you know, we mentioned earlier you studied consumer and organizational psychology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Touch, touch base on that a little bit because I, I find that interesting, yet I know nothing about it. Yeah. So I my, basically my whole life I've had a couple distinct intellectual interests. Um, I'm like a nerd, right? So, uh, really since I was young, I was, you know, reading a lot of literature and trying to like expand my mind as much as I could. 
I mean, I was like, curiosity is my number one quality throughout all of my life. It just always has been. Um, I'm extremely, extremely curious person, uh, which has led me down, you know, many a path. But yeah, I think I was like 13 or 14 years old. And I remember like distinctly developing an interest in two things, which later would come to, to connect. Um, one of them was psychology and one of them was advertising. Mm-hmm. I, and that's weird for like a 13, 14 year old kid to like the psychology part. That's not that weird, right? That, you know, we all think about thinking, we all want to know more about the human mind, but the, the advertising part was a little odd. <laughs> I don't recall any other kids my age at that time, like giving a shit about ads, you know? Um, but I did, I would watch television with my parents and, you know, we're, we're family of nerds, right? So we're all watching PBS and, you know, different kind of documentary programming and stuff like that. But I would, I, and I love that stuff, but I would still be more interested in the ads that would come on, you know, um, whenever we watch TV together. And I just, I was always so fascinated by what kind of messages they were trying to communicate. You know, what was the point of these, these things that came on between the programming? Why, did, why were they there? So, you know, from, from early days, psychology uh, was a huge interest of mine just because I was curious about the human mind, uh, myself having an active mind, and the minds of others, you know, being surrounded by a family of pretty smart people. And, um, you know, the irony is those two things would, would come to connect, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So basically studied psychology for, uh, you know, since I was 13, 14, reading books when I was younger, taking classes in high school, I get to uh, undergrad and I take uh, a kind of a more existential, phenomenological kind of psychology at the university I was at uh, called Duquesne in Pittsburgh. So that was more like the, you know, philosophy side of psychology. And then, you know, I'm, I'm uh, working in sales after undergrad and I'm like, well, I really want to continue my education. I want to go deeper into this field of psychology, but do I want to go the clinical route? And uh, it was a tough question. I ended up applying for, you know, I had the, you know, the basic clinical training. Um, I ended up applying to a variety of programs, some PhDs in clinical, but then I, I kept being called back to this marketing and advertising kind of world. It was just always that, that, that interest that was, was within me. And I had had some, some startup experiences while I was in undergrad. A couple of my buddies started businesses, which became pretty successful. Um, and I was directly involved with them. One of them was kind of like digital marketing, web, web dev, web design startup. Um, so I was in that world. And another one was like vintage sportswear. So I was in that world. Um, and it was just that entrepreneurial you know, drive was, was growing in me. And it was like, okay, how do I merge these, these interests that I have? And what I ended up finding was a program at USC. There are you know, now some, some more programs like this, but this one was unique in the sense that it was consumer psychology, which is like the psychology of the marketplace. Why do, why do you make people, you know, why do, excuse me, why do people make uh, purchase decisions, right? Um, what is the, the mind of the consumer like, right? What is the underlying um, set of factors behind why people make any sort of decision in the marketplace? And then also organizational psychology, which is a, you know, a more robust field, significantly more robust than consumer, but that's like uh, organizational development training, leadership, HR, all of that kind of stuff, Uh, executive coaching, right? So that was the psychology of that, Um, how to make people in the workplace work better. And it was a, a double, a dual track program where I could do both. And then I could specialize in the second half of the program and pick one. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. You know, I was so stoked. 
when I found this and I got accepted and it was like, I made the same decision that day. I quit my job that day at that time. And I, and I drove out to uh, LA across the country from Ohio and and I, I didn't even think twice. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Midwestern, Midwestern here. That's interesting. I, um, all my every any class that I took in college, my least favorite was psychology. It was just awful. Oh, you didn't like it? No, not at all. I'll try, I'm trying not to be offended right now. You know, I'm I kidding. love you. I'm kidding. I'm, you know kidding. I love I'm you. not. At, I'm not at all offended. Okay. It, it doesn't bother me. No, if it remember, makes you feel better. I I have a psychology degree. Oh, oh hey, heck uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll be sure to like you know talk <laughs> a lot about it in your vicinity. So definitely. Okay, so the last thing before we let you go, we're calling it "You're Getting Dimed." So mm-hmm. I want you to read this. Um, oh my God! Tweet that I sent you from Clifford <laughs> Canella that was a Dale's dime. Go ahead and read that. Do I really have to read this? Oh, jeez. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> this is so cringy. You Dude, I've seen I've seen the Dale's dimes before. This is so bad. Yeah, follow oh him at Dale's Dimes. It's it's uh, it's one of the funniest things uh that i ever encounter on the internet is when i see someone that you've shared <laughs> good lord okay i'll, I'll, I'll here we go it. i oh, jesus i would love to worship you for the rest of my life but my cock is not big enough <laughs> <laughs> you know what damn you for making me do that and I, this is not the first time that i've been on uh a podcast and they've made me read some some tasteless good. thing that That's was good. uh chamber did that to me on the uh, rep one time. sure all right, check them out. Uh, Franklin Fitch, head of marketing with Beeksy. They're relaunching their uh, exchange. He, you can find him on Twitter at CryptoFitch, F-I-T-C-H. Check I mean, out. Don't, uh, don't quote me on what I just had to read, please. <laughs> yeah. Check out uh, Beeksy Exchange on Twitter. It's at Beeksy, B-E-A-X-Y Exchange. We love what you're doing, Fitch. Love you, man. Take care. Thanks for taking time to join us. Thanks, Thanks so. Thanks so much, Fitch. Really nice yeah. talking to you. Yeah. So let's get a little sports update here. MLB spring training has started fully underway. Baseball is my favorite sport, so that's the best time of year. Uh, The NFL Combine is this week. Joe Burrow, who's believed to be the number one pick, is not throwing or working out, although he had an interview with the Bengals this week also, and they have the first pick. Last night was LeBron versus Zion, who's going to be the best NBA player ever. Former Dookie, shout out. Lakers won. 118 to 109. I think Kobe had 40. And then tennis legend Maria Sharapova is retiring after 19 years of tennis. I give her a three and a half, three and a half. Wow. Three. And a, oh, wow. Three and a half out of five. Wows. And then what's a, wow? what is What does that mean? Just, you know, like she's a seven out of 10. Oh, like hot. Yeah. How good looking she is. Okay. Is this like on IMDB, like movie scale? Is this like a realistic sure. one to ten? It's yep. hard to be a ten then. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's hard to be a ten. And then here's here's something interesting. The Unicon twenty, summer twenty twenty, unicycle hockey games are coming up in this summer. So it's basically a mixture of hockey on a unicycle. Pretty sweet. And that's your sports, L D. Wait, no, wait, can I interrupt? One second, I Dale. I what Yo. is what is what is XFL? It's a different type that? of football. Okay. Is that I mean it's you? it's like American football, but they just altered the uh some rules. Okay. 
check it out. I've seen it. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, come on, man. Check no, it I out. Totally well. Totally well. Yeah. Totally well, we want to report next week on it. Oh, fine. Okay. Yeah. Now you're yeah. like, okay, never asking questions again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. Please, LD. <laughs> Your turn. What's, what's next? Uh, music update. Music. Yeah. Music. All right. I've been rolling through some shit. Um, so last week, I think it was last week, I asked on Twitter, you know, what are some of the um, greatest albums you can you can listen to from start to finish? And I got a lot of feedback, a lot of comments back with a lot of the same album titles that we've heard over the years. But somebody mentioned Motorhead, and that was a band that I haven't listened to in a very long time. So I just started listening to random albums from their discography um, whenever I was feeling in the mood over the past week. And honestly, they're one of the most consistent um, and reliable heavy metal bands of all time. If you want to hear a band that never fell victim to trends over the years uh, that were happening in, in popular music, you know, you can turn on, on Motorhead and they're still going to sound the same, no matter if it was an album in the early seventies or uh, mid two thousands, all the same sound. Pretty cool. Uh, another thing I've been listening to is a guy named Jim Sullivan. He was a American singer. Yeah, you know Jim? No. No? Well, that's probably because he's dead. And he only released a couple of albums in the late uh, 60s, early 70s. It's kind of a folk rock country-ish he's, type of dude. He's got that album UFO, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the one I've been listening to. And uh, the interesting thing about this dude is that in 1975, um, he just disappeared without a trace. Nobody's ever been able to, to uh, solve the mystery of his disappearance. Uh, wow. Different, different stories about what happened to him, but literally no trace has ever been found. And that was in uh, New Mexico, which is kind of known for strange happenings and UFOs and uh, aliens and things. So it kind of puts a spin on, on his entire story. Yeah see what else i got king t so this is a rapper in the golden age of hip-hop like around 1988 into the early 90s and um i hadn't thought about him in a long time but i follow another rapper named ice t and he was around from the same period yeah yeah, yeah everybody kind of knows who ice t is he liked your tweet he did man yeah yeah so he, he you are this. so much cooler now because of that i i certainly feel cooler i've never felt as cool as i do right now in this moment talking i didn't about, think you could get any cooler in I this, didn't in this there. here yeah, we go i mean baby. it's on <laughs> yeah he, he tweeted this photo of himself in king t and i responded to it and he liked it and my week hasn't been the same it's been fantastic gonna be hard to come back from that he yeah. gave him serious like big dick energy i can tell oh, wow. he's out there on the wow. timeline he's like he like he tells people in his tweets he's taking his shirt off like that's, he means serious business that's true i did go on a little rampage about fighting the virus it was awesome yeah i, I, I sure did <laughs> and uh the last thing I'm, i've been listening to came from crypto fungus who is hands down one of my favorite people on twitter um he and I uh, chat about music in the DMs and we make fun of other people for their horrible taste in music yeah. in, in the DMs. And he recommended this album by Bombay Bicycle Club called Everything Else Has Gone Wrong. And I've been checking that out. It's pretty good. 
fungus knows what he's talking about. So if he recommends something to you, you should listen. Um, partied with fungus in at consensus last year. He is everything he's advertising. I'm super record. jealous. I love that. Yeah, he's a great dude. Fungus. Um, all right. We're going to wrap up with the hat tip of the week. Uh, so this goes, hat tip goes out to Dr. Quain Stewart. He's an LA vet helping homeless people with their animals by giving them the care that they need. So he was helping at a homeless shelter and noticed most of the people there had pets. So he thought, you know, these homeless folks kind of depend on their pets as, you know, like we all do sometimes if we're feeling down, our pets always bring us up. So he's since then devoted his free time traveling up and down the California coast. He just goes and wanders through the city streets and helps, um, he sees anyone with a home. If he sees a homeless person with their pet, he goes and makes sure their, their pets are, have all their shots and stuff like that. So hat tip to Dr. Queen Stewart is pretty cool. Yeah. That's super nice. What a guy. What yeah. a guy. All right. That's, uh, that's all we got this week. We, we appreciate everyone listening, you know, check us out on Twitter. It's at live from Iowa. Uh, check us out on iTunes and all the major podcast outlets. Give us a subscribe, give us a, a like, or give us a good review. What else we? What else am I missing? Hit us up with those questions, too, at Mailbag. Yep. Mailbag at livefromiowa.com. There it is. Um, what are you guys watching this week? Throw you on the spot here quick before Ooh. we sign off. You don't want to know. Yeah, me neither. All right, let's, uh, let's just end on that then. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Right. Stack those stats, baby. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Live from Iowa. Live from Iowa.